And if you want to send us an email from anything from this episode or one of our previous episodes, we're at conversationwith2geeks at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon that we'd love for you guys to check out. Um, it's Conversation with Two Geeks on Patreon. Um, that's a great way to support us and help keep the show going. And you get some awesome bonus content as well. Mm-hmm. You also find us on our back catalog on Spotify, Apple Google Podcasts, or podcasts to listen to. How are you today, Jamie? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for the most part. Even when you kind of reach like the end of the week and you're kind of just like, Ugh, I'm exhausted. Yeah, that was me last week. I had a six day week work week last week. Oh. And, and so I was pretty tired. I had off Monday. I worked yesterday and I've been off. Uh, I worked. I was off Monday, worked Tuesday and was off today and yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of nice to have a little bit of a break. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. And then, by the way, that was Kenton. <laughs> that was, if you heard my microphone bonk, that was my cat. She was just walking by the microphone. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no, I, I would feel the same way about work as well. And I got, um, I got a big festival coming up um, mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like, that, and luckily I'm, luckily I'm a sane person and I'm just doing my usual night shift. But, like, I know some people are doing, like, two shifts and stuff because it's, like, an old day thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I, I understand the money. I understand the money. Believe me, I, I, I should be honestly be doing that as well. But, like, you... Well, I got paid today, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I got, I, got paid, I got paid as well, but I'm trying to, like, not, like, blow it already. I know. It's very hard. I, the only thing I've paid so far is I bought one, like, $10 game, and then I just paid a couple of bills this yeah. morning. I got, I, I got, yeah, I got a couple bills coming up soon. I do want to deal with that, but also like, I would like to spread this money a bit out within the next mm-hmm. couple of days and stuff. But that's just me. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, moving on to a company that does have like a ton of money. Um, nice. <laughs> I have a ton of money. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to our first topic of the day. According to THR, Disney has. Announced a slew of release date changes on multiple films, starting with the newly titled Captain America Brave New World being pushed back from May 3rd to July 26, 2024. Thunderbolts moving from July to December 20th, 2024. Blade moving from September 6th to February 14th, 2025. Uh, Fantastic Four moving from February 14th to May 2nd, 2025. And finally, Avengers The King Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars moving from May 1st, 2026 and moving to May 1st, 2026. And... Uh, May 7th, 2026, respective, or 2027, actually, um, respectively. Uh, but while all, all, all these dates are moving back, Deadpool 3 is moving out from November 8th to, to May 3rd, 2024. Um, okay. at, meanwhile, as for, as for Avatar and Star Wars, 
Avatar 3 is moving back from December 20th, 2024 to December 19th, 2025. Avatar 4 is moving is also moving back from December 2028, 20, uh, from December 28th, 2026 to December 29th, 2029. And Avatar 5 is moving back from December 22nd, 20, um, uh, 2028 to December 29th, uh, 2031 with two Star Wars movies uh, being placed on May 2nd. And, May 2nd and December uh, 26, 2026. And finally, there are uh, finally three new releases of an issue for the next yet-to-be-titled Alien installment directed by Fetty Alvarez for August 16, 2024, the Rain Mount Quality Amateur for November 8, 2024, and the live-action Moana adaptation for June 27, 2025. So a bunch of stuff just got rearranged. Yeah, and I feel like this is the result of the writer's strike. They're trying to give themselves more room. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I think that might not be the whole story, but I feel like that's a, probably a big part of it. It probably is. Um, I, I imagine that this was probably always going to happen because of just everything going on. And I know Thunderbolts had to delay filming. I know they're going to be filming in Utah soon, but like they had to delay filming because, um, you know, Rider Strike. Mm-hmm. And just, but I am surprised that like Deadpool 3 pushing up, but then again, Deadpool 3 is like currently filming, albeit with a locked yeah. script. Yeah, so I feel like Deadpool 3 was lucky because it got the script pretty much done mm-hmm. beforehand mm-hmm. and they're in the process of filming, so I feel like we got to get something out, so like they're going to push that out mm-hmm. uh, first, which, I mean, makes sense mm-hmm. um, and stuff. The interesting thing is, too, is um, Scarlett Johansson was supposed to help being producing a Marvel project mm-hmm. that we don't know what that is and I saw an interview on yesterday where she mentioned that um that is kind of an on pause right now because of the writer's strike so yeah I will, they were I'm, just about they were in like pre-production or they were starting to work on it and now it's uh kind of on a standstill for right now anyone want to get to the Black Widow sequel with uh Florentine in the lead I think it's Thunderbolts to be honest with you interesting I didn't expect I that. have a f- I don't know why I have a feeling whenever we figure out when that what that project is, um, I would love for it to be a Black Widow sequel, like a proper Black Widow sequel, but um, or like a Black Widow Hawkeye team up movie, which would be very very cool. Uh huh. Um, but we'll have to we'll have to see. She hasn't. Nobody said what the project is yet, so I don't know if it's one of these that have been listed. If it is one, I feel like the best bet out of all of them is Thunderbolts. Um, but. Because it has Yelena and David Harbour's character mm-hmm. in there. So, like, I feel like that's my rationale reasoning, but um, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, also, they pushed back um, both. Well, Blade obviously was going to be. But Blade and FM were probably going to be pushed back. But they pushed. But they finally did the smart thing and pushed Avengers, King Dynasty, and Secret Wars mm-hmm. to 2026, 2027. Now, obviously, that's for. Various reasons. I look. Let's just say there's certain reasons why um, involving one of the actors that I don't want to get into this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably that, and they also need to set up like they need time to set up the new team, so they yeah. need to have room for all these other movies to kind of come in. So. Yeah, yeah, and I and I always never understood why. I always I never understood why they were like 2025 and 20. I was always like 2024, 2025, I'd be like, uh, you're not going to get that done in time. But mm-hmm. like, but like 2026, 2027, now I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a bit really, a bit relieved on that. And also considering everything right now with a, not just one, actually not just one, yeah, just two of the actors. 
mm-hmm. uh, to the actors and stuff. It's just like, yeah, this for the best. Um, but yeah, no, th- this is very interesting. As for uh, moving on now to like Avatar and Star Wars. So mm-hmm. uh, the two Star Wars movies, I my best bet is that I think, especially given that like they, the director has kind of been promoting it as like the next Star Wars installment, mm-hmm. um, I think we're going to be getting um, potentially... Okay, so I'm trying to figure out how this is going to work out because I think either potentially we're going to be either getting uh, the Ray the Ray movie, mm-hmm. either the Ray movie or the Mando movie first, and then mm-hmm. we get and then we get um, James Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi movie. Yeah, I feel like that's a safe bet. Yeah. So it, it'll it'll be very it'll be very interesting. And, and considering they announced the Ray movie too, mm-hmm. pretty re- at Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a safe bet i guess i don't know i that makes sense to me and like let star wars take their time you know with the movies mm-hmm. i know we haven't had movies in a while but everyone's kind of claiming for one yeah and so i feel like just let them i don't know do what they need to do before we start back up into the movies again so i feel like once we start going we're gonna go at a pretty good pace again yeah. probably yeah also um i, I I'm because of this whole release date, especially with more like Star Wars. I'm not gonna say those are like gonna be the final dates. I imagine just gonna be like probably like one more date at least moved. I think because I could see them possibly going back to that December date mm-hmm. and just, and going back to December and just having it be like at the end of the year thing. Yeah, because that's how Star Wars has kind of been at least from like they love that, and I think I enjoyed that too. To be honest, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's been great having Star Wars in December. I don't mm-hmm. mind it. Yeah, from like 2015 to like 2017, and then ignoring Solo, ignoring what happened with Solo and stuff, and as well as 2019, um, like that was a perfect prime spot. Like it was the end of the year, it was Christmas. And they could keep the shows during in the rest of the year, like in the summers and the spring and stuff, and so we still have stuff going on mm-hmm. if they want. If they yeah. want. Yeah. If they want. So, it, like, it, I don't mind having, like, one show in the beginning of the year and then a movie at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's might be a good pace. I don't know. Let's yeah. see. Star Wars is in that weird spot with the movies right now, so we have to see um, what's going on with that. But, you know, it should be fine. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, no. And as for Avatar, <laughs> we're going to be getting Avatar movies. Uh, forever. I, yeah, forever and ever and ever. It's like the sh- <laughs> or at least until Avatar the is never going away. Poor yeah. Zoe Saldana. <laughs> well, I think they. Well, I, I remember hearing that like they had like Avatar three at least, like pretty much all last I heard. I think this was around the time Avatar two came out. But like they had that pretty much done, and I think they were like seventy five percent with like done with like, Avatar four. Okay. But like I also I think also the main reason well. I think she just not- had a funny like quote interview thing where she's like, "I'm going to be super old when all these movies come out," or she says something to that effect. That's not exactly what she said, but I laughed. I'm like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, like I, I, you know, I, I was talking with some folk earlier earlier this week when this news kind of dropped, and pretty much like the main reason there's there's three reasons why like all this is happening. Like first off, James Cameron's a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um, the tech. He's probably mm-hmm. developing some new tech. And mm-hmm. the third reason is um, probably just the writer's strike and just everything going on. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, especially, like, especially, like, 
Like, I get it for, like, Avatar, Avatar 3. Like, you, the, a year is fine. But then, like, Avatar 4 is, like, being pushed back to, like, three years. And then and the same thing for, for, um, for Avatar 5. And I'm just like... I know, it's wild. We're going to be getting Avatar movies. Movies forever. forever until either the robot apocalypse happens or the day we die. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> uh, it's it, this. This is this is priceless. But yeah, no. But yeah, no, it makes sense. As for, as for everything else, um, uh, we finally and also apparently this is going to be a theatrically released. But yay, we're getting. Um, but yay on the new. I, I know you don't do horror, but like yay on the um. On uh, the Fetty Alvarez's Alien movie, that's going to be a theatrical release. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know what the amateur is, but like that that sounds cool. And then Moana. I didn't realize that they're pushing like fast tracking that Moana movie pretty quickly, like live action one in like two years. I mean, it's not super super fast, but like pretty quickly. Like they put that in the forefront. Like we're gonna get this movie off the ground pretty quick. So. Yeah, especially, it's mostly easy, especially when you have like your, your majority script done. And yeah. I, 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 I hmm, hmm, hmm. We'll see. I still don't know how I feel about that. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 go, don't go back. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, my my page, but my show notes almost like went back. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyways, moving on to a next topic. We got a teaser trade for uh, Elio. It's not since for centuries. People have called out to the universe looking for answers. And Disney Pixar's all new, all new movie, Elio, the universe calls back. The original feature film introduced Elio, an underdog with an active imagination who finds himself inadvertently beamed up to the community universe. An interplanetary organization represented gives. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Okay. So. Moving on to our next topic. We got to the trailer for Elios Synopsis Reads. For centuries, people have called out to the universe looking for answers. In Disney and Pixar's all-new movie, Elio, the universe calls back. The original feature film introduces Elio, an underdog with an active imagination who finds himself inadvertently beamed up to the universe. An interplanetary excuse me, organization where represents from galaxies far and wide, mistakenly identified as Earth's ambassador to the rest of the universe and completely unprepared for for that t- kind of pressure, Elium must form new bonds with eccentric alien life forms, survive a series of formidable trials, and somehow discover what he's truly meant to be. Uh, this is directed by Coco writer and co-director Adrian Molina. Uh, the film starts the voices of Jonas Kribe as the titular character, American Fierre as Elio's mom, Okla, uh, I mean Jamil, uh, Jamila Jamil as Ambassador Quisata. And uh, and Brad Garrett as a as their Gregon. Uh, the film is set for release on March first, twenty twenty four. Okay, this this trailer. It's cute. It's very cute, and like it's just just that whole that also opening moment. It's like very like also emotional. Be like, hi, I love. I you. know. Like I'm just like, I'm just like Jesus. Yeah, I I really yeah that beginning was pretty sad, mm-hmm. uh, very emotional. Um. And stuff, and I think that's what's gonna get people attached to the to this kid, to Ilio, mm-hmm. um, and stuff. And I just think it's gonna be it, like it looks really cool. I like the space aspect of it. I think it mm-hmm. looks cool, and I just think it's it has potential to be really really good. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And so. I'm, I'm happy that they got this in front of Elemental, which comes mm-hmm. out, which as is recording just comes out this weekend, and stuff. Because like 
they they, they kind of need to they kind of need the supporting stuff and i mm. i i'm just yeah this is this is this is nice this is this is nice i love the voice cast uh i'll always be a fan of uh seeing tahani from the good place yeah or, or jamila 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 <laughs> <laughs> just yeah no every time every time i see someone from like the good place i'm like or Jason Mendoza. Yeah. <laughs> I know those are not the actor's name, but still. <laughs> That's the first thing I, I think about. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I dig this. And I dug, I dug some of the jokes. I know. I think it, I think it's going to... The jokes might hit. I think it's going to be pretty funny. Yeah, especially especially getting like someone from Brad, uh, Brad Garrett. Who, if you guys don't remember, he's from... Um, did you ever watch Everybody Loves Raymond? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Okay, he's kind of like, like I've this, seen episodes. He's kind of like the scruffy, like rough dude. I can't remember. I don't remember very well. He's a skeezy. Is he like the? Uh, what's his name? Like the brother or brother-in-law? I think he's like the brother-in-law. Oh, okay. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just hearing his voice. I was just like, "Yeah, Brad Garrett." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I know. Anyways, moving on to a trailer that trailer to a movie that I am officially like I am just like I here's the thing I've been excited for this movie and stuff but this trailer is now like oh my god I want this in my fucking veins and apparently they've already started releasing this to critics and stuff and I'm just like god damn it oh wow and stuff so I'm just like yeah but anyways we got an official trailer to pneumonia uh, the official synopsis reads. When Ballastar Boldheart, voiced by Riz Ahmed, a knight in a futuristic medieval world, is framed for a crime he didn't commit, the only one who can help him prove his innocence is Pneumonia, voiced by Chloe Grace Moretz, a mischievous teen with a taste of mayhem who happens to be a shape-shifting creature uh, Bal Ballastar has been trained to destroy. But with the entire kingdom out to get him, Pneumonia is the best, or technically the only, sidekick Ballastar can hope for. And as the lines between heroes, villains, and monsters begin to blur, starts to blur, uh, the two of them set out to wreck, to wreck serious havoc. For a Ballastar to clear his name once and for all, and for Pneumonia's will just to, just to wreck serious havoc. Uh, based on a novel by uh, Andy Stevenson, the film was directed by Nick Braun and Tony Kwan, and stars the voices of Moretz, Ahmed, uh, Eugene Yang, Francis Conroy, uh, Lorraine Chusanet, uh, 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 Beck Bennett, Idea Moore, RuPaul, Charles, uh, Julio Torres, and Sarah Sherman. The film is set to drop on Netflix June 30th. Okay, I I I love this trailer. I like it. And there's and there's a moment in where they're like dancing like Breakfast Breakfast Club style, and that was that's been like serotonin to my body for like the last several days. And I'm just like, I'm just yeah. Like, this is a very cool trailer. I I liked it quite a bit to yeah. be honest. Yeah, and I will be actually trying to see this like on like a big screen and stuff mm -hmm. it's but yeah no i i just I, I i want this movie in my veins now i don't know why i just i just do yeah no it's pretty cool mm -hmm. I, I think it's just i think it's just like i i don't know why and also i still need to read the graphic novel yeah oh it's based off oh, okay that's cool yeah 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 no i mean i still need to read the graphic novel but yeah no anyways i'm so excited for this movie yeah no i think it'll be pretty cool yeah um i'll that up yeah. Anyways, moving on to our next topic, uh, via via Mar and also just a heads heads up after this topic, um, there will be very. All right, moving on to our next topic, via Marvel during a live retail conference, writer Jonathan Hickman, Brian artist Brian Hitch, and editor in chief uh, C. B. Chabuski announced plans for a U Ultimate Universe, which was 
which for you guys who don't know, which was the line of comics in two thousand that rebooted the Marvel Universe, with the biggest one being uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, written by Brian Michael Bendis. The universe set to start with a four-part limited series written by Hickman and an art done by Hitch. In the series, um, after the maker, the evil alternate version of Reed Richards, aka Mr. Fantastic, separate attempt to restore the Ultimate Universe and unleashing just massive unintended consequences, a group of Marvel's heroes are caught in a war between timelines. As universes collide, the foundation of a new line of Ultimate Comics will be built. In a statement, Hickman said, what made the Ultimate Universe originally really interesting was that a reflection of the world outside your window in this moment that you were living in. What does it look like in the world that we're living now? It's kind of shocking how much the world has changed in that period of time. The idea of what it would be like to see the genesis of superheroes in a brand new world is really a fascinating exercise. Hitch continues on to say, uh, you don't even have to read any of the Ultimate Universe to, under to enjoy this. There's some great comics in there, but you, but this does not need you to um, be familiar with that stuff. You just need to get in on page one and enjoy this because the story takes you where you need to go. The first issue, Ultimate Invasion number one, will be released later this month. And continuing the world of comics, and this is kind of sad, um, just heads up, sad, we're, sad news alert. Beep, beep, <laughs> beep. <sighs> All right. Via THR, John Romita Sr., the revered, revered comic book artist who co-created Marvel characters, including Wolverine, The Punisher, and Mary Jane Watson, has sadly passed away in his sleep at the age of 93. His death was announced on a Tuesday night on Twitter by his son, as well as fellow comic book artist John Romita Jr., with Romita writing, I say this with a heavy heart. Um, my father passed away peacefully in his sleep. He is a legend in the art world, and it would be my honor to follow in his footsteps. Please keep your thoughts and condolences here out of respect for my family. He was the greatest man I ever met. Uh, born in three in Brooklyn, New York, Romina graduated from the Manhattan School of Industrial Art in 1947, served in the United States Army, and was working in comics by the age of 19, getting published in Eastern Colors, uh, famous funnies. For a decade and a half, he spent his time there between companies that would eventually become um, Marvel and DC, Timely Comics, and National Comics, respectively, working on a number of titles and getting reputation for his romance and the comics. In 1966, Romeo began a five-year run working for Marvel Comics as editors in chief Stanley on The Amazing Spider-Man, replacing artist and co-creator Steve Ditka, where Romeo's run on Spider-Man introduces so Spidey's most memorable characters include Spidey's love interest, Mary Jane Watson, and Crime Boss Kingpin, as well as overtaking the Fantastic Four in sales, becoming Marvel's top-selling book, and Spidey becoming the face of the company. Fast forward to 1972, and Romina has become Marvel's unofficial art director, a role that was later form formalized a year later, with Romina serving uh, the position the position for of Marvel's art director for more than two decades, while also completing artwork for a number of titles, including the art Cover for 1987's Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 21, in which Spider-Man's alter ego Peter Parker and Mary Jane finally tied the knot. In 1986, Romina left Marvel and went to self-retirement for the multiple, the multiple Spider-Man-related projects for Marvels, as well as the Superman cover for DC. Interviews Romina would often know that he regretted not being born earlier, so that he would be part. Would, he could have been part of the first generation of writers and comic book artists. Still, he took pride in building on what others have done. No matter what success I've ever had, I've always considered my Gelf a guy who can improve on someone else's concepts. He said in 2002, a writer and another artist can create something and I can make it better. In addition to John Romita Jr., Romita is survived by his wife Virginia and his son Victor. May he rest in peace. 
Oh. Yeah, and like, um, if you, yeah, no, this this is one of the heavy ones. This is one of just, um, obviously, you know, he was major in like just permitting just the style, because again, Stanley and Steve Ditko they create Spidey, but John mm-hmm. Romita Jr. are just I think perfectly serialized, just Spider-Man in general and stuff, and that would be taken, and you can see like his influences on the screen with Stan Raimi movies and such. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, he created Mary Jane and stuff, and that's mm-hmm. Spidey's like main girl, in mm-hmm. my honest opinion. He he's had multiple love interests, but you know, let, let's be honest, Mary, Mary, it's Mary Jane. Jane. It's yeah. Mary Jane. It, it's Mary Jane. But yeah, no, no, it's 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 a loss. But you know, he's like peacefully asleep. He lived a long, good life, mm-hmm. good life, and he's created some many comics. So if you get the chance, go find an older Spider-Man comic, comic and stuff. Um, you could probably find it at your local comic store comic book store and such and you know take take a gander because like the art style is just awesome and yeah very cool but you know may um may rest in peace mm-hmm. and again moving on to another sad tragic passing actually um and this this was actually really tragic because this one yeah yeah uh, yeah all right let me rip up the band-aid All right, according to Deadline, um, Everwood and Dead Rising star Trent Williams tragically passed away at the age of 71 due to a motorcycle accident. The family confirmed his passing with a statement saying, it is with great sadness that we report that beloved Trent Williams has passed away tonight in Dorset, Vermont, after a fatal motorcycle accident. As you can imagine, we are shocked and greatly bereaved at the time. Trent was full of light, of love for his family, for his life, and for his craft, and was truly on top of his game and all of it. It is also shocking right now, but please know that Trent was dearly and deeply loved and respected by his family and everyone his everyone who knew him. We are beyond devastated and ask that you respect our privacy as we deal with our grief. To all his fans, please know that Trent appreciate all of you and please continue to keep him in your hearts and prayers. Born in 1951, Williams is best known for a number of roles on the big Star screen, starting with his film debut in in Lucky Hair in 1975, The Ritz in 1976, Hair in 1979, which won him the Golden Globe nomination. And from then on, in Spielberg, he was then in Spielberg's uh, 1940, uh, 1941 in 1979, uh, Sidney Lumet's Prince of the City in 1981, Sarah Leone's Once Upon a Time in America in 1984, Dead Heat in 1988, Things You Do While You're Dead, Things to Do in November, <laughs> Things to Do in Denver while you're, When You're Dead. God, that's a mouthful. Um, in 1995 and Deep Rising in 1998, where he played the lead character Captain John, uh, John Finnegan, a role that was originally meant for Harrison Ford. As for TV, uh, while his best role was known as Dr. Andy Brown on the WB show Everwood, which ran, which was produced by Greg Berlanti and ran for four seasons between 2000 and 2004, he was also on the CBS Cop on Blue Bloods, among other TV movies and shows, with his last role being Ryan Murphy's FX anthology serious feud uh capote's woman where he played former cbs head and media tycoon bill pansley uh williams is right by his wife actress pam van saint and their two children uh gilly and ellie may he rest in peace so this one's really just unexpectedly because i remember reading this and it was just like shit Mm -hmm. um are you familiar with this actor in any sort of way not really um yeah to be honest i don't think i've seen not super familiar with him. It's still very sad, though. It seems like he had a, he did a lot, so it's it's quite sad. Yeah, I am, and 
recommendation, not just for you, but just for the audience. Highly recommend watching um, Deep Rising or any of the movies I listed because he's one of those actors that he wasn't the biggest name in the world, but like when you see him, it's like, hey, it's that guy. Ah, uh, okay. Like kind of like a Bill Paxton type. Sounds yeah, that makes sense. So, but yeah, no, this was this was tragic, and apparently, like it was like a I I don't know if it was like a drunk driver or something, but like it was just like. Yeah, it yeah was, it motorcycle very... accidents. It doesn't it's sad. Yeah, very sad. Yeah, and he, and and the crazy thing was that he literally like tweeted like something about like Virginia, like because he was on Twitter and like about like three hours beforehand, mm. and just you know, it makes you think about life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, which just by the way, hug your loved ones, call mm-hmm. them up if you haven't seen them if you're distance and stuff, because you know you never know, and this life is short. Mm-hmm. Do, to do the best you can with that. Yep. That's yeah. all we can do. Yeah. Anyways, moving on, moving on to our second to last topic. Um, the uh, we got a we got a new Star Wars game coming out. Uh, Star Wars Outlaws. The synopsis reads: Experience the first ever open world Star Wars game set uh, between the events of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Explore this distinct planets across the galaxy, both iconic and new. Risk it all as K-Vass, a emerging scoundrel seeking freedom and the means to start a new life along with her companion, Nyx. Fight steel and outwit your way through the galaxy's crime syndicates as you join them, as you join the galaxy's most wanted. Developed by Massive Entertainment, Ubisoft, and Lucasgame, the game is set to release next year on Xbox um, Series XS, uh, PlayStation 5, and PC. So this game, I, on the heels of um, Star Wars Jedi uh, Survivor, which again, I've watched the gameplay for. Have you played that game yet? Or uh, No, not yet. Okay. I haven't played the first one, so I need, I would want to play the first one or at least have time to watch the cutscenes for it so I'm not confused. Okay. Um, but no, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, this game... The graphics, she looked like it looked like there's certain points where it looks super realistic. It was like mm-hmm. tripping me out. I was very impressed. Like I'm normally not one to get super impressed with the graphics. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of shots where I'm like, that that just looks like an actor. It doesn't even look like. Mm-hmm. It was kind of trippy. I so. um, I'm kind of with you on that, especially like towards the beginning and stuff. I was like, wait, 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 is that like action footage? It literally like there's a scene kind of near the end where she's getting onto one of the bikes mm-hmm. or something. I'm like, that That looks like just like a person getting onto a bike. It was, it was weird. Um, it mm-hmm. looks great. Like, this sounds uh, like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually kind of into it. I kind of want to get this game. It looks yeah. like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, also open world. Bro, don't talk to me about open world games. I'm watching my sister play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and that game's been out for a month and we're still not done with it. <laughs> so like I love open world games, but it's a lot of commitment and you just kinda have to do what you can do and it's uh-huh. gonna be yeah. I love open world games, they're the best, but they're so time consuming. <laughs> yeah, I mean this one does have at least a plot through. Yeah. Well, all of them do. That's the thing. All of them do. But it's just so much extra stuff that you can do. Mm -hmm. Very easy to get sidetracked. So I'm very Mm -hmm. curious to learn more about this game and see, like, Mm -hmm. more of, like, what the other stuff is going to do. And if, um, but it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm into it. 
mm-hmm. I think it looks great. Um, I like the time period it's set in. I think that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's just gonna be cool. Yeah, no. Also, like, I just, I, I, it, it, and again, I know that like we we literally have a new Indiana Jones movie coming out in like two weeks, which I'm very excited for. But it felt very Indiana Jones like. Yeah, it kind of got that vibe a little bit. Yeah. Which I love. I'm very excited to learn more about her as a mm-hmm. character and mm-hmm. see what her deal is. And I like her little companion. Oh, He's Nick adorable. is adorable. He's so cute. I would, pro- I would probably put him like in the top five adorable Star Wars creatures of all time. For sure, for sure. He, yeah. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and um, if it's as good as like the Jedi Survivor games and those games, I think Star Wars can have another hit on their hands, and they can, mm-hmm. which would be huge. So yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, also, I will say, like when the trailer was out, I was like, wait, is this the that Star Wars Eclipse game that got canceled? Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I, I remember it kind of got canceled because the developer, I think, was a piece of shit. That's possible. I mean, it Ubisoft is attached to this, which is huge. Um, they're a very big gaming uh, company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they normally do a really good job for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and they're releasing it on all the main consoles and everything. So I think it's going to be good and it's interesting because they're not announcing it's going to be released on previous gen consoles like the ps4 or the mm-hmm. xbox one s or anything like that mm-hmm. which i think it sucks for the people who can't get the new consoles but i think honestly it's probably for the best for right now because um mm-hmm. i think that's why there's been a lot of talk about why games are being so buggy lately and having so many problems and I think it's because it's hard to get them ready for each different kind of console because mm-hmm. it's so they're both so different. So mm-hmm. I'm just I don't know. It's something I thought about, which I think is interesting. Isn't there so, isn't that what backwards compatibility is? Backwards compatibility is like when you have old games that you can play on the new consoles. Oh, okay, all right. I guess it's how I would describe it. Um, That's not necessarily... So, like... It's just an interesting thing with, like, gaming stuff. It's, like... Because I don't know if you heard about this game. It's called Cyberpunk... uh, 2077. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. There was a ton of glitches and problems Mm -hmm. and bugs with that game. Mm -hmm. And, um... Like, so many. And it's because they released it on current gen and PC. And they tried to release it on the previous gen console. So, like, the old Xbox One and the PS4. And the technology is just so different from each from each generation of console. It's very hard. I feel like that's where people are running into the problem. Like, the new the Hogwarts Legacy game that mm-hmm. came out. They had to delay it being released onto PS4 and Xbox One, mm-hmm. like by months because they kept having to perfect it and get rid of all the bugs mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's just, um, it is what it is. I think it's interesting. I think it's for the best that they don't do that. I think they should focus on one set and then if they want to release it on the previous consoles, they mm-hmm. should take their time, reformat it, and then release it onto that if they mm-hmm. want to. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's what pe- the gaming companies are going to do from, hopefully, from this moment on. Um, hopefully. 
I just, I feel for people because people want to play it as soon as they can, and it just sucks waiting, but, Yeah, especially, especially yeah. also if they need, like, a new console and stuff. It sucks. I feel, I, I got really lucky I was able to get a PS5, but it, it I, I was struggling, too, because it sucks, so, um, I, I, I remember the days where, uh, you know, you had to be in a line and a waitlet and a wait. mm-hmm. Oh, God, that, that, not gonna lie, that seems like so much forever. Oh, God. Where has all the time gone? I know, it's been so long. I will say, Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda game, no glitches. We've had no issues with that game, and it took freaking six years for that game to come out. So, I'm, I, that's why if things get delayed, it sucks, but I think it's for the best because let the developers have their time to create the best possible game when it comes out. You know? It's, Mm hmm it's, Mm hmm Yeah, I know. I I can it get is. it. I know we all want to play them because we all love playing games and it's, And stuff, but it's just like we gotta wait. These things take time, so Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I get these things save time and stuff, and you know, it's just yeah. You yep, can't you can't you can't rush a good product. you can't. No. Anyway, moving on to our last topic, and also, um, heads up, I will be having a rant. Oh, I'll get into it. A little, I'll get into it a bit. Uh, moving on to our last topic, uh, exclusive from Deadline reports that Sarah Polly, best known for her winning best screenplay at this year's Oscars for the film Women Talking, is in talks to helm a live-action take on ba Bambi for Disney. As for the take itself, the project um, will be a musical with six-time Grammy uh Grammy-winning country star Casey Musgraves doing the music, as for writing duties. All right, and as for writing duties, uh, Micah Fitzerman-Blue and transparent scribe Noah Hamster uh, wrote the most recent draft of the script. So, okay, um, I have a little bit of a rant, and it's not necessarily at the film itself, which, by the way, just my general thoughts, I just, it's fine. I'm still not a fan of these live-action annotations, but, you know, it is what it is. But I more or less have a rant, and I might have said, and if you follow me on Twitter, I might have said something to my somewhere to the equivalent of this. But I have a rant at people who are kind of demonizing filmmakers in particular um, for taking IP gig as opposed to like doing another original project. Which again, is fine. As much, and look, I would like to see more original projects from filmmakers, especially, especially from like, you know, Sarah Pauly and, and stuff. And, you know, but sometimes, you know, sometimes people want the money. Sometimes people want the money, or sometimes people think like, okay, this is an interesting take. Let's let me see, let me let me play around with this and stuff. And also, like, who are we to who are we to make the decisions for film for filmmakers to the side and stuff? And I just I'm kind of getting fucking sick of it. And like, if you just leave, let people do what they fucking want to do, okay? Anyway, rants aside, uh, what, what what do you think about this? Oh man, I still don't know how I feel about a live action Bambi movie. It's that movie in animated form in general is like super sad, <laughs> so it's gonna be rough that it's in live action. Also a musical. Um, yeah, that's a little bit weird, but I mean, I guess it'll be interesting trying something a little bit different. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I I don't know. I mean, honest, like, all these Disney live-action remakes, I think the best ones have been The Little Mermaid that just came out and um, The Cinderella that came out a while ago. Um, Also, don't forget about Jungle Book. Yeah, Jungle Book was pretty good, too. Yeah. Um...
Mm-hmm. Like, those three are probably the best ones. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen Dracula Book. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Also, I, I will say, also, I, I do want to put, as an honorable mention, uh, Cruella. Cruella was really good. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a perfect example because that is something that's not a direct live action remake. Mm-hmm. It's taking, it, 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 like, I don't know how to describe it. I wish they would do more stuff like what they did with Cruella mm-hmm. because you still get common IP that mm-hmm. you can use and play with, mm-hmm. but it's not the same exact story from like the animated versions. It's mm-hmm. a little bit different. It takes it takes its own it takes its own style. And I'll that's be- why I like the Cinderella movie because mm-hmm. it was a little bit different. I am the Little Mermaid. Um, while it still had the 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 crest of the story was still there, but it did a few different things that I think was interesting. Um, and sprinkled in some new stuff. So I think yeah. this possible. I just don't know how you're going to be able to do that with Bambi though. Like it's it's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but yeah, no. Um, also, I'm not familiar with Casey Musgraves. I'm not either, to be honest. So I'm, I don't, I don't do I don't do country. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, before we close out, because I don't have, because also this is gonna be uh, move, yeah. But yeah, no, this that'll be interesting stuff, and we'll, we'll see. But yeah. Anyway, moving on to our recommendations of the week, which um, I have done. Oh my god. I have none, because everything that I want to, like, at least recommend has either yet to come out, um, mm-hmm. just heads up, next week, there's going to be a bunch of recommendations, including um, potentially some thoughts in The Flash. Yes. Because, um, I, and I have a whole thing with that um, that I think I can finally talk about and stuff, so... Okay. We'll, we'll 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 discuss that next week and stuff. But you know, um, do you have any recommendations? Not really. Um, it's been a slow week. Um, I haven't had a chance to see uh, Across the Spider Verse yet or The Flash yet. I'm hoping to be able to see them this week. I'm gonna try to by the next time we record. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna promise anything. I'll hopefully be able to at least see one of them. So I can see talk about one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my hopefully my goal. Um, mm-hmm. I want to um, see at least one of them, and it's probably going to be across the Spider Verse, to be honest. Yeah, like I, I'll be honest. I'm my curious and my uh, I'll I'll get into how I feel about overall Flash next week, but just I have a whole thing with that movie. Anyways. But yeah, no, but if I did have to recommend the two, or at least the top two on top of my head, uh, do Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I I want to see Across the Spider-Verse because I really like the first one, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about this one. I'm curious about The Flash, and I want to see how it turns out. My hope, I'll see, um, because on Tuesdays at my local theater here, mm-hmm. we get severely discounted tickets if you um, purchase them through the app. Mm-hmm. So like you can get like six dollar tickets all day on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to go on that day so I can save some money uh, going. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just gonna depend on how much time I have. That's the problem. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna at least see one of them. I I know that. I'll at least try oh. to see one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Also, so. I am going to try to see, uh, I know there's also a couple other movies, Elemental, Asteroid City, Extraction 2. I'm going to try to see those next, by next time and stuff. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that, uh, that does it for our show this week. Yep. Uh, so feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and TikTok at Combo with Two Geeks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you want to send us an email of anything from this episode or one of our previous episodes, we're at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. And also feel free to check out our Patreon. We're at Conversation with Two Geeks on Patreon. Um, it's a great way to support the show and show that you guys are interested in what we're talking about and we have some great bonus content up there if you'd like to check it out mm-hmm. including early access to episodes access to special episodes mm-hmm. uh you guys get to choose which movie for the special episodes that um we get to do and also mm-hmm. just another off-air episode that um where we uh talk about not just movies and stuff but like just uh regular shit that's going on in our lives so mm-hmm. yeah no, definitely definitely take a gander on there uh link will be in the show notes and yeah mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Anyways, anyways, take care, y'all. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.